Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Park for May on the Ginger's Perspective. And MotoGP <laughs> has delivered another thriller, this time in Lamar. And joining me, as always, Rob Portman, the editor of Ride Fast magazine. Rob, it all looked like Valentino Rossi had ridden the perfect race. His timing... Then came the pressure from Maverick Vinales and all of a sudden Rossi made a mistake on turn six and it was over for the seven-time MotoGP world champion. What did you make of the race? Exactly what you just said. It looked like Rossi had you know, played his card perfectly. Uh, didn't get the, the greatest start but just did his normal Rossi thing and you know, kept patient and, and made some great moves and got his way to the front and I, I didn't think he had the, the pace to get ahead of Vinales, uh, which he did, and then he started pulling away, and he thought, well, geez, here we go, you know, the doctor's done it again, and Vinales, you know, to his credit, did put the pressure on Rossi, made one or two mistakes himself, uh, especially through the chicane running on, but uh, put the pressure on Rossi, and if, if one guy you would not expect, you'd put your house on, not buckling under pressure, it was Rossi, and Unfortunately, like you said, made that mistake going in, into the, 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 the double right-hander, ran wide, allowed Vinales through again, and I think he just thought it was his race. You know, he was going to win this race. He was not going to settle for second, even though you know we were all looking at it going, oh, it's, it's sad. You know, we want you to win the race, but settle for second, go to Magello with the championship lead. You know, all is well. But you know, at that level, at you know, the smallest little things can make the biggest difference and he just went into that right hander maybe a little bit too fast a little too much lean angle and the rear end just came around and and down he went and I think from from where I was watching it at Red Star Raceway I could hear the entire world like the entire world shook when Rossi went down because you know it was just devastating and I think you know we all so desperately wanted to to win this 10th world title that when we saw that happen was heartbreaking uh, uh, some of the some of the spectators there including a, a little boy uh, the reactions were priceless when Rossi went down all of a sudden you just saw this little boy break out into tears and it just shows 104,000 people at Lamar packed in there and most of them let's be honest were there to watch the Dr. Valentino Rossi but there was also a nice large segment supporting Johan Zarco, who has been by far the most impressive rider this year behind Maverick Vinales. It's incredible. Uh, Zarco, I mean, coming through qualifying two where he made it, and you know, when he was, he stayed out on the soft tire just doing laps and laps, and you kind of thought, what is this guy doing? And he, 
you know, in the final lap, he, he got himself through. And you thought, okay, well, you know, if he can get a top five, top six, you know, at his home race, that'll be awesome. And then he, he goes and puts it on the front row. And, he, and then you kind of started thinking, well, you know, a podium's not out, out of sorts here for this guy. He's, he looked so smooth at Lamar. And even after his uh, podium, you know, in the Parc Ferme where he spoke about uh, the post, uh, the, the post, uh, getting on the front row, he was saying, you know, he was he was so he was riding so aggressively, and his mind was out of sorts that after three practice four, he came in, he hit the reset button, and he just went out there a different rider, and uh, it was amazing watching him ride. He was so smooth, and he he hit every apex, and he got the bike stood up perfectly, and he was he's a joy to watch actually. He just rides so beautifully, and you know if there's if any young rider young rider wants to learn and, and, and see how to ride a bike fast, you know, watch Zarko because he, he makes it look so easy actually and, and when he got to the front in the race, you kind of thought, well you know, the two factory boys are going to have a hard time getting past this guy and they eventually did, I think the soft tire did come into play at the end of the race and the setup of the two factory bikes just were that little bit better but you know, I saw, I saw posters and the commentators were touching on it there, Zarko for president and, <laughs> and why not because he just seems to be Mr. Yeah, let's let's hear from Johan Zarko now, courtesy of Supersport. This was him in Park for May after a sensational ride and his first podium of uh, the year. MotoGP, the double Moto2 world champion, is certainly impressing on his debut for MotoGP. Just fantastic. It has been a, a nice race, great start. Just uh, thank you. I think this support today has been uh, a great help. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to people who are watching me and uh, keep pushing because other podiums uh, need to come. Rob, as you said, Zarko's smooth, you know, he's nice and aggressive. And it was an interesting conversation because, you know, we speak about Rossi and potentially being his last season. Although after the race on, on Sunday, I think he's like, well, if I can compete, I can stay up with the guys. And it's just because of a small error that I missed out on, on a W. Uh, maybe I should give it another season, but Yamaha, if they're looking for a replacement for Rossi, they don't need to look very far, do they? They don't. Uh, I mean, Zarko is he's kind of proud for that position, and there's so many top youngsters coming through. I mean, you look at Banyaya in Moto2, which is under Rossi's wing, uh, first year in Moto2, and already picked up two podiums. So there's, there's so many talented riders. Of course, you know, we could throw our own Brad Binder and even Darren Binder in the mix now for that MotoGP ride, could they are so super, uh, supremely talented. But uh, you know, Yamaha will be looking at that and thinking, right, let's, let's start uh, throwing a little bit more support at Zarko, especially if we can get him taking more points off the like of Marquez and, and Danny Pedrosa. You know, they can only help their, their title charge for Vinales and Rossi. So I think Zarko's done himself a lot of favours. Um, I, I know he's certainly got himself a lot more supporters. I think people, you know, voted to was never the most exciting thing. So him running away with the victories, it was like, yeah, that's nice and good, but can you do it against big boys? And he's proving that he can do it against the big boys. So, yeah, I think he's got himself a lot more followers. Uh, I've certainly become a, a big fan of his. I, I have been a big fan of his for a while. But you see what he's doing on a MotoGP bike. Not even I thought he would climb on that Texas bike and, and do what he's doing. So, yeah, Yamaha are looking at that going, well, if Rossi does decide to pack it up, which... Like you said, 
judging by the way he wrote yesterday, there's no reason why he should be giving up anytime soon because he, the way he wrote yesterday, you would think he's 21. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he just keeps defying all odds. There's no way he should be doing what he was doing yesterday. But he is. So let's hope he does do another season and, and go for that 10th title again if he doesn't get it this Rob, a mixed bag for, for Ducati this weekend. Obviously, it looks like Jorge Lorenzo is getting to grips with that grunt, the power of the Ducati, which is great to see. Andrea Dovizioso, you know, solid as, as usual. But for Ducati, a mixed weekend in general, I think. Yeah, it wasn't ideal again with both riders uh, in Q2. Dovizioso obviously making it through the Q1, but Lorenzo still off the pace. I thought he would battle at Le Mans. It's such a difficult circuit and I think the Ducati, the way it delivers its power and the, the way it doesn't enjoy being on the front end, it was always going to battle there. But Lorenzo, very fortunate that a lot of the guys crashed out to a technical problem. So, you know, to finish you to finish in the top half, you've got to finish. And he uh, he did just that. He picked up more good championship points. So I think he's seventh in the championship or whatever. So wasn't a terrible day, but still to finish 25 seconds off the leaders, is, you know, he'll be scratching his head and... He doesn't want to be finishing there, especially after coming off a great podium at Jerez. So, still a lot of work to do there for Ducati, but uh, two weeks' time at Mugello, I think that'll be the real tester because uh, if, if there's one track where the Ducati really does work, it's Mugello. It's their home test track. It's their hometown. So, if Lorenzo doesn't impress at, uh, at Mugello, at least get into the top four, I think, then it's not boding well for the rest of the season because there's going to be tracks where they are really going to suffer. And uh, Mugello is one of the tracks where they should do well. So I think that will be, be a good benchmark to see where Ducati and especially Lorenzo are with the project that they've got going now. Let's quickly touch on Maverick Vinales. This kid can ride. He just showed that absorbing the pressure at times and then exerting the pressure, that he is the real deal. And, and yet another victory for him this season. He's got to be the favorite uh, for the world title, even at this stage of the year. It's incredible to think, uh, I think he's, what, 22 or 23 years old. I mean, it's, it's crazy. He rides with the maturity of, of a Rossi, you know. He he makes all the right decisions. Okay, in Austin, Texas, he got it wrong. But other than that, with, with his testing and in the practice times and on race day, he just makes all the right decisions. And, you know, you can't, every press release I get from Yamaha Racing just says how the team just absolutely rave about him and they love he's a joy to work with and he's so precise in setting up the bike he can come in and he's almost to the inch tells the team exactly what he wants and needs to go fast and he has such a great feel on the bike so he's going to be the man to beat for this year for sure I think he's got to be the biggest uh, championship title favorite I think Marquez his whole season is going to be pretty much how that starts he's going to win races he's going to be really fast at races and then we're going to see him make him mistakes at, at some races and there's going to be tracks where the Honda battles as well so I think the inconsistency for Marquez is going to is not going to help him at the, the end of the day but Vignales just seems wherever he goes at the moment he's the man to beat and he, he proved it once again you know despite Rossi making that mistake you know he still applied the pressure he was there to apply the pressure so yeah MV25 is soon going to be MV number one. <laughs> Let's hear from Maverick Vinales uh, after the race. The audio is courtesy of Supersport. Incredible, incredible. I just 
give my best, you know, in the last lap, I tried to push Bale at the 100%. I was uh, preparing really well for the sector three because there I was really fast and I could try to overtake. But anyway, I, I saw Bale make a mistake, so I take my opportunity. I push 200% to, to try to go away. And finally, it comes a victory. So happy because after two disaster races, come and again on the victory, doing the fast lap at the end is so nice. All right, uh, there you have it, Maverick Vinales. Uh, still very humble, very relaxed, but nice to see that the support for Nicky Hayden is coming out across all the, the teams. Um, the, the, he's a legend of motor racing, uh, is, is Nicky Hayden, but he's in a very serious condition in an Italy, Italian hospital after which was a terrible accident being looks like he was hit by a car while cycling and unfortunately his family says he's in a very serious condition it's not good news for Nicky Hayden yeah it's, yeah, it's just absolutely devastating when I um, when I first read the news that that he had been taken out and uh, you know he had suffered the injuries he did and then he had the surgery or the surgery was delayed because you know he was in such a critical state that they couldn't operate on him and then they operated on him put him in an induced coma and yeah, you know, all the the releases and the statements from the family are that he's still very critical and uh sadly it's just not looking good and it's i mean it's just like devastating um because it's you know all the riders in motor gp and world superbikes um to a lot of us you know we've been so heavily involved with it and watching it they almost seem like family so when something like this happens it, it, it really does hit hit the heart and hit home you know and it's I just pray for for Nicky Hayden and his family that he can make, uh, um, you know, a full recovery. But you know, realistically, the way it's sounding and looking, it's, it's not going to be good news at the end of the day. But uh, you know, I'm sure, like myself, uh, the rest of the the motorcycling world will will keep praying and keep him uh, in our thoughts. Yeah, let's hope the Kentucky kid pulls through. Uh, we are thinking of him, uh, Rob. What's in the latest issue of Ride Fast magazine? And and quickly, what have you been up to? I know you've been testing a lot of bikes. Tell us a bit more. Yeah, it's been a hectic time. Um, the the new issue of of Ride Fast magazine is out. It's got the new Kawasaki ZX10 R on. Uh, that's the main issue. We've got a lot of uh, custom bikes in there, so it's probably one of the more diverse Ride Fast that we've ever brought out some adventure bikes in there as well so I had to get down and dirty which I didn't enjoy but <laughs> I did it anyway and then yeah the, the June issue of Ride Force the, the exclusive SA launch of Honda's new CBR 1000 uh, Fireblade models uh, we did a road and a track test on that and then yeah it's just been really busy uh, the, the, the bike industry is really booming at the moment we've got the SA Bike Festival this weekend on at Kalami so uh, myself and Greg Maloney are going to be emceeing that so getting ready for that releasing the new range of Brad Binder hoodies and shirts this weekend at the bike show so I've been getting ready for that and then yeah, a couple of award launches coming up that are going to be very cool so that'll be in the July issue I can't say too much about that now but uh, July issue of Life Loss is going to be very special so yeah we've got some very cool things happening and it's nice and busy times so very excited and very happy to be part of the motorcycle industry in South Africa at the moment Rob Bortman, thanks very much for your time. Get your copy of Ride Fast magazine now, available countrywide, and head down to Kyle Army. That uh, Brad Binder merch is sought after. You want to get your hands on it because we know big things for Brad Binder, who's recovering from that injury, so we wish him a speedy recovery after that second surgery. Remember to catch us on iTunes. Uh, remember, you can catch us on cliffcentral.com and cs2plc.co.za. That's Park for May. We'll catch you again next time.